The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Celtics post game show. Wah, wah. No it's longer undefeated, Bobby. It's a loss and it's a night John determined ahead of time. He wouldn't be here for it, but I bet he's regretting it. Oh, a, totally. He's punching air right now. A rough overtime loss warranted of some John negativity. And <laughs> is it panic time? We'll find out. We'll, we'll we'll get to the panic portion of the show. I think I think I think it's fair to wonder if time to panic. <laughs> so I watched most of this game, Jimmy, seeing the runs go against them, seeing them not playing their Same best, geez. and just shrugged a little bit. It's a tough team, middle of a road trip, and the Celtics got into some weird foul trouble. The officiating was a little off in this one. I felt like too that got to them a little bit. Well, don't make excuses. But I'm not making Minnesota excuses. Was dealing with Minnesota's two key guys were dealing with foul trouble too. Right, the end of the game. And we can start in overtime. It was Let's brutal. Start from the back. Three back to back to back wasted possessions just led right into Edwards' jump shots. He was incredible. Completely stole this game from Jason Tatum, who was great in the first half and kind of faded after halftime. Lost the ball to him. Lost the jump. Well, Tatum ball had a strong him. fourth, I thought. Yeah, overall, though, not what you're looking yeah, for I out mean, of the MVP leading candidate. I mean, he ends this one. 12 to 22, two of eight from well, there, three, six turnovers. So, so the turnovers were one thing. The overtime execution or lack thereof sucked yep. from, from all sides. And, and, you know, obviously once again, late in the fourth quarter, that one kind of slipped, slipped by them. But on offense, you know, I don't, I, I won't cut you off, Bobby. Finish, finish. No, I just, I just was taking a look at his stat sheet. Uh, yeah. No, we thought, looking I thought, him. No, I mean, I thought Tatum did what he could in that fourth quarter when they've been going with like Tatum in the bench unit, um, you know, he was doing what he could to Celtics client. Listen, this was a, this was a, this was a loss, but this wasn't a loss due to like lack of effort. I didn't feel like from the Celtics side of things, Minnesota played their asses off tonight. And this is probably their biggest win. Like with that core, I would say, you know, that this is, <laughs> Ever? Like, this is like a, maybe, I mean, this is a statement win for this team. I mean, I think a win like this kind of puts them on the map a little bit, at least makes, I think, Puts the NBA on notice. Not their playing. Um, Remember the playing win where uh, who is it? Beverly jumped on the scorers table. <laughs> yeah, all right, that one counts. But this is this is one of the types. This is the type of win that you get early on in the season that gives you the type of confidence. They destroyed the Nuggets too earlier this week yeah. or last week. Right. So there you go. The two the two NBA favorites right yeah. there that you took down. So this is a team not to be messed with. They play obviously they play super hard on defense. They're considered one of the best defensive teams uh, in the league right now. Defensive efficiency and. They've got guys like Anthony Edwards, who is a superstar. Uh, what's up, Joe Sway? Speaking of superstars. Oh, I um, oh, appreciate that. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, I got you. You're my guy. Dude. Hey, I got you. But, best but the, the thing that was frustrating with this Celtics loss, it wasn't effort, <laughs> but it was it was falling back into bad habits that we've seen last year. And what I mean by that is the ISO ball, the hero ball that we saw in that in the overtime, really, yeah. you know, late in the fourth quarter. It started there. late in the they fourth, stopped, too. Yeah. They, yeah. They stopped yeah. moving the ball around. Porzingis went – almost non-existent and it was like Tatum's turn and then Brown's turn. Scal was screaming cold. about the Porzingis stuff, wasn't he? Like he's well, like, get yeah. him involved. Yeah, no, no, I, was, yeah. I was screaming about that. I know I was screaming about the, 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 the extra passes, but then Jalen did the opposite, right? He finds Drew down low for the layup. I said, Oh, that's perfect. That was a nice. Yeah. Play. And then Tatum had a big play. Jalen came up with a defensive stop. So yeah, it was unfortunate, but I don't know. I don't know. 
there was some of that hero ball for sure, but I, I don't know. In overtime, it felt like. In the overtime, yeah, that's true. In the fourth so let's, quarter. Let's face it. A lot game. of the team's success so far, and I know they've done some great things in the post. They've shot well. They've gotten different guys to contribute. But a lot of their success offensively so far has come in isolation, one-on-one, winning those battles, Tatum especially. And with all the shooting success, similar to last year, and I know it's not the same story, I did wonder what would happen when the shooting came back down to earth a little bit. And you see it tonight, 28% from three. Some of the individual efforts offensively faded. There are some other factors in there too, but they rank in the bottom 10 of total passes so far, Jimmy. And Mm -hmm. it's something to watch. There were a few stats I was looking at going into this game. They haven't forced many turnovers. They're last in that. They did that tonight, but coming into tonight, they were last in that. The isolation has been a big part of their success so far. And... As we've talked about, the bench scoring really isn't there with this team right now. And you're missing Brissett in this game. Uh, you get a little bit from Hauser, and that was pretty much it from the that second unit. That was it. And that's the unfortunate reality, I think, of, of the bench unit uh, with the Celtics team. And you're going to get the occasional production from Pritchard and, uh, you know, Cornette uh, every blue moon. Cornette Bobby. was solid tonight. He was. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you don't well. have to do that every game, Bobby, but okay. <laughs> Solid, solid to stretch, but he played. Cornette played. Uh, he wasn't, you know, horrible. But the point is the bench, you can't count on the bench. And that's just a reality of the situation with this season. And, and Celtics made their bed when they made the trades that they made and the moves that they made in the offseason. So that's just what it is right now. Um, and, you know, they're, they were without, they're without um, Derek White tonight too. Right. So your bench, your bench is really thin now, yeah. right? Because you really can't afford – you really can't afford one or two guys missing in most of these games. When, right? is, when did Pritchard make like a shot that. last? It's getting to be a long run for him without making a yeah, shot. The drought, the drought is real for sure. He he's struggling. He's he's a problem. I don't even want to get into him right now. We'll have to we'll talk about Pritchard a little. Let's, bit let's start with your thoughts, Shotsway. Where are you like what stand stood out most to you about this one? I just thought the fourth quarter when they started to you know sparring up, I felt like they had the the. Uh, the Timberwolves, you know, on the ropes. And I just, I just felt like it came down to the late game execution. You know, I, I wasn't crazy about the, the Hauser play at the end, especially, but it shouldn't even have gone down to that. If you ask me, I, I don't know. It's, it's that tough balance of, do you call a timeout in that situation? Or do you want to cast the opposing team on their heels? And I, I thought it might've been a, a better ca- a chance. You would have better your chances if you, if you call that timeout, especially because of the way things were leading up to that. Yeah. You got that run and you, you sort of made that mini comeback. Uh, with with those two big stops at the end of the fourth quarter, but I thought that was a really good opportunity for the Celtics to to regroup. But going into overtime, I wasn't thinking, oh, they're gonna lose this for sure. I mean, you got to get out to a better start, and it kind of reminded me of the way they came out of halftime, right? And that's sort of that's a that was a big pattern of last year's team as well, right? Sometimes you didn't quite know what team was gonna come out of halftime, and then all of a sudden they found themselves on the wrong end of like you know eight to two run or whatever. And, and I felt like that was obviously the case in overtime for the Timberwolves where Anthony Anthony Edwards just started cooking and, and, and took advantage. It's a good point. They went into halftime rough, and then they came out of it pretty poor. Uh, so those end and beginning quarters. the first time this happened where they come out of halftime like that. And that was a big, big, uh, you know, habit of, of last year's team. Yeah, because they were great to start the second quarter. I think they went up by as many as eight. And then you know, Edwards gets going a little bit there and some turnovers and uh, – you basically going into halftime up three, and then they come out of it with the Rudy Alley-oop, um, Edwards that and one dunk, and uh, Gobert kind of had his way with Porzingis in this one, which is probably what surprised me most. 
finishing through him, overpowering him inside, on the glass, giving him some real problems. I thought Rudy was really good in this game. We're going to talk a lot about Edwards, obviously, closing the game and uh, making big shots. But Rudy, especially with uh, Nas Reed, who was incredible in this game, I thought, off the bench once Towns got in the foul trouble, those guys really mm-hmm. put some pressure on Boston's interior. And you ended up with really rough nights for Porzingis. And Al Horford, who was so good in Brooklyn, I, I thought struggled immensely in this one. And the the tough play late, catching that ball, they had a two for yeah. one, and he just kind of <laughs> fell out of bounds. That's really uncharacteristic of him, though. But, yeah, that, yeah. that didn't help. Obviously, didn't help the case, but, yeah. He uh, he finishes this one one of five with three points, four assists, five rebounds, but a couple of turnovers and four fouls trying to defend inside. A uh, ton of foul calls in this game. Disjointed pace. The lineups were re- weird. The rotations were weird early on. I mean, you saw Mihailuk yeah, in the game. You, got an early you saw ball. Lamar Stevens get one stint, and then he was out of there. O'Shea Brissett didn't play in this one either. So Joe was looking for it stuff. It was a strange Joe game. He was looking for stuff, and he really couldn't find a throw. You had a problem with him tonight, though, Jimmy, didn't you? I mean, I, I well, the one thing everyone's talking about, and I had some people text me about, is he didn't call a timeout at the end of the fourth quarter. I'm actually – I was actually with okay that. with that. Me too. Okay, so we agree there. Um, I did think, and 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 the reason why I'm fine with that is because you're already playing, you're playing one of the best defensive teams in the league. Why why allow them to set up? Why allow them to get the substitutions they want? And Jalen got a good to, look. He did. He got a great look. He should have hit that shot. I mean, if you if you go back and watch that shot, he had put on a great move and he had a wide open three at the three point line. It wasn't like a 35 footer or anything. He was right at the three point line and he had a clear look and it rimmed out. And so if that shot goes down, everyone's praising Joe for not calling a timeout for the same reasons uh, we just mentioned. So I'm not really upset about that. But I thought in overtime, he could have done a little bit more to uh, maybe quell things. So where did he call the timeout in overtime? That was the one I had a problem with. And I think a lot of people did because it came way too late. 114-109. It was after the seven zero run. After a seven zero <laughs> run, scored. they they didn't even. That was your final score. They didn't so. cut off Edwards' run at all, and Edwards actually got another good look. No, there was two plays. Yeah, it was, it was a nine to nine to two run, right? And then he yeah, yeah, because um, you had you had a couple free yeah, throws. And it, and how do you not call it after they, the seven zero run? He let Edwards. He let Edwards get all the MVP chance in the building going before he even called it. The place was rocking, and then it was rocking. And you, you know what? I have a problem too. And this that. has kind of been a little bit of a trend. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you come out of timeout down five, and Hauser just kind of threw the ball away. They were what was that? Just non-factor play, and then to throw it back to that Horford play we mentioned at the end of the fourth, you come out of timeout setting up a two for one. And Tatum's all frazzled, overthrows him a little bit, and Horford fumbles mm-hmm. the ball, and it, it just turns into a turnover. And on this night where you actually force 24 turnovers, you pretty much match them with 18. So they were out of control. And Joe, you know, he always talks about having a free-flowing offense and letting these guys kind of structure themselves. But the one time you want to see him having them look put together, if that's going to be your approach, are out of timeouts. And those two timeouts didn't set up anything. Yeah, no, they no didn't. for sure. And I, I, I wonder if, if he's going to figure that out, you know, on his own, or if that's going to be something that uh, Sam Cassell and the rest of the coaching staff is going to say. Have to kind of pressure him into saying, "Hey, we got to call a timeout." That you know, I, I don't want to make this a Jones uh, Williams to call a timeout thing, but you guys know what I mean, right? Like those end of the game plays, like he's got to have a few in the bag ready, you know. And I feel like Missoula just hasn't, especially with this group, right? This regroup, regroups uh, roster 
he hasn't had those plenty of plenty. Of, he hasn't had many of those opportunities where he's had to, you know, drop a, a crucial play with the game tied or something like that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, about Porzingis and Bobby. You mentioned you mentioned Gobert. Was that was Gobert taking Porzingis out of the game, or were they just not looking for Porzingis enough when they probably had more opportunities to, especially like late in the game there? I know Porz. Porzingis got what he had a little bit of foul trouble there. He had five fouls. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty he had early foul trouble, but but I mean, he was still when he was out there. I just didn't think he was involved enough, and certainly in overtime. No, the one time especially because you want to pull Rudy out of the post. Like, well, exactly that. So if Rudy's being that effective down low, what do you have? Fourteen and twelve tonight, and I think he led. I think he led the team in plus minus. So of course he had an effect on tonight's game. He did get dunked on pretty damn hard by Jalen Brown as well. That start was great. That was probably the best part of the game for Boston. We can't forget that. Uh, And then Brown crossed him up pretty hard too, but couldn't hit the shot. But um, that being said, go back. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Needed that shot to follow though. Jalen was solid tonight. I thought probably your best player. Um, you know, Tatum had the strong start. Second half could have been better. Horford rough night. Porzingis rough night. Holiday shooting wise stunk. Holiday had a rough were, one, and with White out, you go minus nineteen with him on the floor. A key late turnover too. He had six assists, eleven rebounds, and he was active and aggressive in the paint, but couldn't hit a three and missed a few bunnies in there. Honestly, when he did get inside, so you know, you get you get a lot of praise early. And he's been a big part of their success so far, but this is one where they need a little bit more from him. Bobby's benching him. <laughs> no, but they're missing Derek right now. Right. I thought they missed him on Saturday too. Joe Sway actually told me before the game, he was like, they're going to miss Derek tonight. People are going to see. And the Nets gave you similar issues in that game in terms of just kind of keeping the Celtics more on their toes, playing more erratic. And honestly, with Holiday, some good stuff in the pick and roll in this one. But you can definitely see when he's running the offense, there's still a little bit of that getting used to his teammates or just figuring out where guys' spots Mm -hmm. are and overall just commanding the offense because they had to go to Tatum at point quite a bit in this game, and that, I think, took him out of this one as well. We've talked a lot about how a lot of Tatum's success uh, with the team so far this year has come away from the ball. Uh, But he was back on it tonight, logging some heavy minutes, trying to create because Holiday – didn't do the best job with it. In fact, it, I don't think anyone uh, in this game did a good job setting down the offense when they needed. And to White's credit, he, he's probably been the best of anyone at doing that this year, whether with a good pass or a big shot. Facts, my dog. So maybe he'll be back Wednesday. That's when the Celtics are going to play again against these Sixers here. I hope so. I saw, so, so Derek White had his kid. Right? He was probable was tonight a, for this sh- one. They showed a picture of him with his child, so very happy for Derek White. Yeah, congrats. And, and now it's time and now it's time to play in the next game if you're Derek White. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's enough, man. Why don't you go down to Philly and uh, <laughs> help these guys? I have there. to imagine it was some travel issues, right? You probably just didn't want to go to fucking Minnesota, yeah, man. I don't blame you. Maybe they just gave him the night off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you probably didn't want to go to Minnesota. You want to just hang out with his kid. I don't blame him. We won't, we won't know, kid. and – you know, honestly, who cares? You should have been able to take care of this one without him. But uh, Celtics lose. We'll get your thoughts. Jimmy's man in the chat. John's out tonight. Sherrod taking a night off as well. Uh, the two Lord professors Lord managing as yeah. they should here. And Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. We're going to talk a little bit more about the game here. A little bit of an abbreviated show tonight before I, I head down to Philly uh, for the next one here. And we have some unfortunate news on the Rob Williams front we'll get to as well here out in Portland. Mm. So uh, where should we go next, Josue? Anyone else you want to bring up out of this one? Um, I mean, what did, did I, what did I miss in the first couple of minutes? What you guys, what were you guys getting into? We were blown away by Edwards, obviously. I don't know what more you could have done to contain this guy, but the isolation scoring was ridiculous. The transition runs, the passing from him. We could have doubled him more, Bobby. I felt like it's another thing that Missoula didn't do until it was too late. As soon as they started to put a little bit more pressure on him, he turned it over. And then he had to find other guys on, you know, obviously you, you've got to find other guys at that point. Right. And yeah, the guys like McDaniel stepped up and they hit McDaniel's had a big three. night. Yeah. yeah. But you had Towns fall out of the game, so he wasn't in there as an option. Um, you know, Conley's Conley. He's not the offensive guy that he once was. Um, Gold Bears, nothing on offense, really, unless he's, you know, in the pain area. And I felt like they let Edwards do too much. And I think that's if you're going to criticize Missoula, it's one, again, the same story with the timeout situation. And again, I'm not really talking about the last play of the game, but overtime, I thought, got away from him. And it's not making enough adjustments on the defensive end to contain Edwards when he got hot. Mm-hmm. And you can combine those two combine those two criticisms because he could have also called the timeout. If they weren't going to do anything to stop him on the court, then stop the game and let this guy like sit it out for a second. Because uh, I thought that that was when the game got out of, you know, obviously that's when the game got to the point where it was out of reach. And Edwards was, everybody knew that Ed, Edwards was the hot hand yeah. in that moment. And they didn't do point. enough in my opinion, just, just, to to, just to cool them off. Yeah. You have an excuse on offense where you're saying we're playing for the bigger picture. We're trying to establish habits. We're trying to get these guys playing together and figuring each other out. So you don't want a heavy hand when it comes to the coaching on offense. Fine. But defense, you're making those calls from the sideline, right? Double teams, mm-hmm. traps, whatever it might be. And you didn't when see they were putting pressure, when you saw them put pressure on Minnesota, they, they were creating turnovers. Yeah. When they went full court, they created that turnover. Uh, they created a turnover, and typically they've had success when they've put in, when they've got ball pressure on. Now again, no Derek White, so that's one of your key guys with the ball pressure. But you can't tell me that they didn't have, um, you know, the pr- they didn't have guys out there that could have doubled uh, to get the ball out of Edwards's hands. You just can't. no, and a missed no. opportunity too, Joe Sway. He picks up a fifth foul. You line him up with Tatum, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of time throughout the overtime period to run another play. 
to target him and take advantage of what would probably be very lax defense from him trying to avoid the sixth foul or right. foul him out of this game. And you had a golden opportunity there and really couldn't take advantage of it. So add that to the list of offensive dysfunction down the stretch there. It was tough to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's something they got to figure out. But I, I also feel like, you know, Missoula is going to – how much they've been posting up to way. You couldn't get him in a post-up? Yeah, yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. And then Al played play down the stretch too. You didn't expect that, but I mean, just going into that overtime, you kind of get the sense that it's going to come down to the wire. But then Minnesota comes out and just comes out with these haymakers, and they, they never, they just never recovered. Man. The thing about Edwards, and again, this is something that Joe, Joe should have stressed because this is, has to be in the game plan. He's an emotional player, a very emotional player. Sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes that's a bad thing. I would say you could call him immature in some ways out there. So you got to when you know that he has five fouls, you get to play him hard. You got to be physical around him. Let him get emotional. Let him get physical back with you. Draw that extra foul and get him out of the damn game. Don't let him do whatever the hell he wants out there. And I thought that that was something that the Celtics didn't focus on enough. You know, they got Cat out of that game, and there was no reason why they couldn't have at least put a little bit more effort, be a little bit more physical. And again, not to harp on it, but bring the double team. Get him frustrated. I mean, he, he, the one thing Edwards did wrong, did wrong was that heat check that, you know, basically the fans begged him to take and he airballed it. So he's still capable of boneheaded plays, but you have to almost egg him on a little bit to do that. And I just didn't think they did that tonight. Uh, a comment I mentioned it here as well. A big reason you went to overtime in this game was hacking Gobert late as they did. And I think he went. That was a bold, bold call by Joe. I mean, I guess that was the big one that worked out Joe. for him. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's true. Did you agree with that in the moment? Yeah, I liked it. He did. He wasn't close all night, and he ends two for eleven there. So they probably could have done more of that in the fourth quarter and taken him out of the game completely if he was going to keep missing those. Uh, it certainly would have broken up some of those Minnesota possessions down the stretch, where the Celtics just honestly started fouling a ton. Um, and again, you can have some gripes with officials on ones here or there out of this one. I thought it was a weird game officiating wise, but uh, you got that great shot clock violation. You hack Gobert, he missed two free throws in the tie game, and then Brown hit a big three, but you give it right up on the other end with McDaniel's three. And as we talked about, just lost possessions down the stretch, a holiday turnover, Tatum took a quick two, um, you had the Horford turnover, and then the Brown three, which, again, Jimmy, we were both fine with that one. But overall, mm-hmm. you were in a really good position to win this game, given the Towns foul trouble given the Gobert free throw issues. I mean, how many free throws did Minnesota miss in this one? That was your big lost opportunity. 12 missed free throws. And how many turnovers did Minnesota have today, 23. And you couldn't win that game. That's tough. That's tough. You can make all the excuses you want in the world for the Celtics out of this one, but the Wolves handed them golden opportunity after golden opportunity here in this one, and Mm -hmm. Celtics couldn't capitalize. And this picturesque start to the season, I think, had some fragile – uh, underlying stats and uh, you know other factors, I think that made it a little less imperfect when you actually looked into it here. And now you're about to get into some tough games. Uh, Philadelphia on Wednesday, the second best net rating in the league. Brooklyn on Friday, a team that just played you tough and is going to get three starters back probably for that one, maybe. Um, and then I believe Saturdays against the either Raptors or Bulls. So. You're starting to ramp up a little bit here, Jimmy. The, the you know, Indiana's without Halliburton's and Washington's of the world are in the rear view. 
Well, you know what? Toronto on Saturday. Toronto. Shout out Philly. Shout out Philly because they're playing pretty good basketball right now. Really good and, basketball. Uh, right. Well, at least that's the back to back though. Those Friday, uh, Friday Saturday games. They're back to back. And you're going to be missing guys as we bring up the depth again. So Horford will probably sit one of those games. And Joe has talked about resting some guys over a big stretch of games here. So maybe that's why White was out tonight. Who knows? Porzingis had the opportunity to sit one this out and sit this one out and played uh, through his eye style or whatever that was. But mm-hmm. um, he's out there. Horford's out there. A lot of double big in this one. I don't know how you feel about that, Jimmy. I'm not surprised. Listen. I'm not surprised because, well, listen, don't forget, they didn't have White tonight, so they have to do that more, right. yeah. um, obviously. But but Minnesota's big. They're physical. They're long. They obviously, um, you know, play really, really hard. So you need to bang with them. And so you need to be you need to be playing bigger. And so I just thought that was the, that was what the Celtics didn't do enough of tonight. Do you have, I, do you have concerns? Have, do you have concerns about Porzingis with these bigger physical burlier centers? Um, a little bit. Not that he can't, you know – keep up with those it's guys not his game. but sometimes he gets a little like you give him a couple of and he'll bite you know he'll get in foul trouble he'll he'll you know foul out of that miami game right and i feel like those are the games where he, he gets out of he gets out of whack on offense because of because he's stacking you know fouls on defense he's checking in and out of the game so yeah i mean I, I feel like when you see him in that in that type of environment where it's a bam out of bio or you know like tonight a uh, rudy gobert you don't always get the full offensive production that we're that we've been seeing in every other game. Yeah, I mean, um, is it? A, did you say is it a concern? I mean, it's as you said, it's 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 one of his weaker parts of his game, and I don't think he was brought on this team to bang down low with some of those big and he's guys. And again, Gobert on Wednesday. Gobert is a defensive reigning, def, you know, multi-year defensive player of the league for a reason, you know. So um, it's it's a tall task, no pun intended, but. It's, I, I think you got to play to Porzingis' strengths. You can't forget about him, you know? And I just felt like right. tonight was maybe the first time where I kind of felt in a situation where they could have used him. Maybe they just didn't enough. And, again, that might be a situation where Joe needs to get a little bit more vocal and not let the players do so much dictating uh, of what goes on out there. On that was definitely the case tonight, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's remind me of last year a little bit. Yeah, but last year he he could get away with it, right? Because it was the first couple of weeks, and you know he was thrusted into that position, so he was trying to you know get his feet wet, so to speak. But this he year, was getting criticism. This year, you can't yeah. you can't really use that. Like, oh, I'm still trying to adjust to the to the position. No, and he no, won't. absolutely not. I'm no, interested to won't. see what he said after this game. I'll keep an eye out for the quotes on the Twitter log. But I'm in, I'm gonna post something. I was smiling earlier. Uh, what do you guys think about it? What was it? It was a quote from Azula. He used the word sick. And that made me smile. I'll read it. Joe Mazzula said he would have taken this loss much harder last year, but hopes this serves as a lesson, but he loved the competition. Quote, that was an awesome, that was an awesome game. What a game. That was sick. Sounds like that's what he said. So I would agree. I mean, I, I got to tip my hat to both teams. They, it was a good game. As Sherrod likes to say. Quoting Rasheed Wallace. Both teams play hard. I was thinking that. <laughs> both teams played hard. Um, and that was the case. I mean, both both teams did play damn hard. They both made the comebacks in their own right. Up, up, you know, four, down four, up five, down five, whatever it was. Um, fought hard and went into overtime. And, I mean, I got to tip my hat to Minnesota because they're an up-and-coming young – they're, they're going to be a tough out. Whoever ends up with them in the first round, that's going to be a dogfight because they play hard. And the fans are into it there. When Nas Reed came into the game, it felt like 
you know, it sounded like KG was coming into the game mm. based on what it sounded like on the broadcast. They love him there. And, um, you know, again, I think they still have some maturity issues maybe to get over, but Conley's a big addition to help there with the leadership. And McDaniels is one of the best, you know, defensive guards in the league too. So they, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be a tough team for sure. And got to give them credit. They might have the best chance to beat Denver at West. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Could Edwards yeah. challenge Tatum in this MVP race? No, all right. <laughs> I mean, I don't I mean, want to sound like you know, like Homer or whatever. He, but he, he, because he, he of the team he plays for and all that, I'm like, I'm not trying to throw any shade on, on that towards it. I think Edwards, Edwards, Edwards has Edwards could certainly have an MVP. He's had a heck of a summer slash beginning of the regular season, so I'm not trying to you know. But this is the team, you know. Which, by the way, did you guys watch that the, the pregame show? No. They did this like prediction thing when they did like, you know, what the Celtics record gonna be, how far they're gonna get in the playoffs. And this computer says it's gonna come down to the Timberwolves and the Celtics in the NBA finals and the Celtics will sweep them. So that would be maybe something. I'm wrong. I mean, if, if the if the if the Timberwolves Sweet would be become a top uh, top seed in the Western Conference, then yeah, Anthony Edwards for sure has a chance at MVP. They have all the makings of it, but then you look at Towns and how we played in this one, and it's just like, oh, they're not even going to get close if he's doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, he was a no-show in this game. What, seven turnovers, all the fouling. So he had like a good five-minute spurt, though. where He, was he had a couple of shots in a row. But then the Celtics challenged, right, and took that potential and one off the board from him. So and then you had Cat like chucking threes. Like, yeah, it's a mess down there. He dropped the ball in this one big time. But Anthony Edwards, don't deny the MVP potential here, Josue. No. I mean, 28 gotta, points a game after tonight, seven rebounds, five assists, 47% from three, 52% from the field. He's had a monster start. Monster start. He's. And he stole this game. Oh, going sure. to be a playoff team, obviously. And they're going to be, they're going to surprise and entertain a lot of people, I think, this year. Um, but I don't know if he, I just don't know if he's, he would have to have, really have an unbelievable um, season to, to end up with MVP, I just don't know if he's going to get that. I just always get the sense that Minnesota knows that this cat and and Gobert thing is a disaster. They and gave Nas Reed an extension. They're trying to convince themselves that it's not the case, but it's like because they're, they're in a tough spot. Like what, they're not their trade value. Either one of those guys don't really have high trade value. So it's like, what do you? What do you? Do? I tried to I tried to give Cat the benefit of the doubt, but I I think I'm out on. Kat. No, I'm out on Cat. That dude was on my fantasy team. I am OUT. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a close around with dude over him, the years when he's playing like you know, this. He seems like he doesn't have a great attitude. Obviously, Jimmy Butler would probably uh, agree with that. But um, <laughs> he came yeah. into the league so good. Or KG, uh, KG yeah. would too. Yeah, I mean, the first impressions of him. I mean, who has really ever said anything glowingly about the guy? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but I just feel like he probably should be better. And also, I'll say this. He needs to lay off the sugar. Is he is his face is looking a little chubby. A little chunky. Yeah, that's that, I think the added sugar content needs to come down a little bit. That's my take. 
I had high hopes for him. I love Paul, Jimmy could just tell he's like, no, that's sugar. Yeah, As he's gotten he's better good. shooting yeah. the ball, and he made that ridiculous claim, too, about his all-time status and that, that was just an eye roller. What was but that? Yeah, it just shows that he's the best that just to me. shooter ever. But to me, that just screams insecurity. It's like, oh, okay, you would say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Quick shout out to our sponsors here. Odds are, of course, a great compliment to FanDuel. Head over to oddsare.com slash Celtics for their AI learning that gives you Advice on your betting, pretty much. Uh, they're not taking your bet. They are telling you what bets to make. Green mm-hmm. means a great bet. Yellow, slow down, double think that one, but go ahead if you'd like. And red, don't do it. You'd so be shocked at how many of your bets fall into their red. Their red <laughs> I was going to say, the way Bobby was reading that, like he's speaking from experience. Like, yeah. He's like, no, <laughs> don't get, you know. Yeah, you need this in your life. If yeah, you're, especially yeah. if you're trying to do that one-time money line uh, wager over at FanDuel, you That's want the true. green bet. For that, so you head get, over to Ardzar. You, you can go to Ardzar, get a 30 day free trial, use that information, get the 150 bonus bucks, and it all uh, comes FanDuel. together well. Then you know, you win your next, then you win another bet from FanDuel, then you use that money and you subscribe to Oddsar. You know what I mean? Like, it's all you don't have to, you don't spend a dime, right? It's everybody else's money, so um, that's the key there. Shout out to Oddsar, it's oddsar.com slash Celtics for a 30 day free trial. Um, Here's the news everyone's been waiting to talk about here tonight. I did a little hit on it earlier, so I'll get your guys' thoughts. Twist. Robert Williams, right knee surgery in his future. They're debating options right now, but uh, Jared Weiss reported along with Shams today that this could be a knee uh, season-ending surgery for Rob out there, just games into his Trailblazers career. Uh, just about a month removed from his trade from the Celtics. And I was saying earlier, Jimmy, imagine – he was in Boston right now, and yeah. all of a sudden you're looking at season any surgery. It'd be an all-out panic show tonight. I think this is what kept Brass. John would be on the night. show either. He would be dead. Soon. I think the weekend of the trade, this is what kept him up at night because he was like, look, if this happens, I will never forgive myself for not trading for Drew Holiday, for not pulling the trigger, you know? So I feel like this is sort of like – I don't think Brad's smiling right now, but obviously he's like, man, like that was – Probably you don't the best. Smiling right now. No, no one's no one no one's happy. No, to he's see not smiling it. right now, Jimmy. He's Obviously, like, that you said oh, it, not me. Oh, I thought you were trying to say like maybe he. No, is. No, I get what you mean, Joe Sway. He got away with one, but no, no, yeah. Right. You look at this news and you say, "This is why you can't rely on him." You feel bad. You wish right. it would go better for right. him. And I, and, and, you okay, can always see this coming. Okay, along those lines, I don't think he's calling up his buddies, being like, "Yo, you hear about Rob?" Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's like, you know, it, it's it's it sucks because we know the potential. You know, we we've seen it, and, and outside of that, you know, runs to the NBA Finals, which didn't even end the way we would have liked it. You know, in terms of cross production, right? But that was the best version we saw. We, we we witnessed, you know, last year it was a lot of setbacks, and I think Brad Stevens at the end of the day made a decision that, that he thought was, was best for the team this year and, and its future. It wasn't just about this season. I think he looked at it as something's if something comes up again, you know, I'm not going to be able to collect assets from someone like Rob, you know, and as a GM, he has to think like that. So I, I think, you know, given the pressure, right. Cause this wasn't something that he had a week to think about. He had to think fast and in that weekend and that 48 hour window. And, and I, I, I clearly, you know, you look at this and you say he made the right decision. Bobby or Jose, did you guys see the injury? Like, like how it happened? Or? Well, he it happened what, two days ago. It happened. He left right. the game early. And right. I didn't know if it was if he was, was diagnosed. Very obvious, like the injury. Could you could see it and everything? But anyways, regardless, 
Oh, I um, thought you meant if it just happened like tonight. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I, I know. I know he walked. I know. I remember when he left the game. I just didn't know if you guys saw the play. But regardless, um, listen, is it sad? Yeah, of course, because drafted by the Celtics. I think every Celtics fan grew to, uh, you know, at least love the idea of Rob. Uh, some of us loved Rob uh, a lot more than others, but we all wanted to see the guy succeed. So it sucks that, you know, he's got another knee injury. Is it a, is it a surprise? I can't say I'm surprised. And, you know, not to sound harsh, but it's not, it's not Celtics problem anymore. And that did have to be a, a, a thought. You um, relied on him, Jimmy. Right. Exactly. You, you relied on a guy that was unreliable and um, somebody said it, I think it was in a chat or a show and they said he, he lacks uh, uh, kinesthetic awareness or something like that. There's John. John didn't say that. Somebody said it to John and John said, yes, that's exactly what it is. And we were like, that's the, that's the word we were looking for. And it's true. So, I don't know if that's what happened here, but it's happened over the past. He just, unfortunately, some guys are more likely to get injured than others. And Rob Williams is, has been that guy. And hopefully, listen, hopefully this is the last knee injury uh, he ever has and he comes back healthy. But it's for what the Celtics are trying to do right now, they need all hands on deck. And yeah, sure, Porzingis has his injury history as well. But I think you take that risk because the ceiling is higher right now with Porzingis. Uh, he can give you more. And right now you have a, a championship uh, caliber team. Drew Holiday, same deal. He can He's in a win-now mode, uh, and they had to do what they had to do. And now, listen, if Williams was on this team, Rob was still on this team, oh, man, Bobby, you, you're right. This would be – we wouldn't even be talking about this loss. No, and you're, you're very fortunate. John, John would be on right now. John would right. be posting. You're very fortunate the Holiday opportunity came along because, number one, the Celtics weren't looking to trade Rob. Number two, you got a starting level player back for him. And number well, three, bench level, if you ask you, but go on. <laughs> number three, you found a team that really liked Rob. <clears throat> and, you know, in the weeks after the trade, I did hear that, you know, Portland was looking for three, four first round picks worth of value here. And would they end up giving it two? So they viewed Rob as worthy of being a first round pick value. They really, really liked him. Um, mm-hmm. And that worked out because you remember we debated, would you give up Al? Would you give up Rob? Yeah. And I said, Al has been better than Rob to this point, like year in, year out. And for all the talk about his age has been in the lineup every night when it's not a back to back. So right. this is going to be another year where if things go smoothly, Horford performs better than Rob simply on availability alone. Sure. And that's, and that's, you can't deny that. You, you absolutely cannot deny that Al has been much more available He's been reliable, and now he's going to be reliable off the bench, assuming they're healthy. Um, Robert Williams is, you know, it's it's all about it's for for it's Rob Stonk. It's all been about the promise, the hype, the you know the highs, right? That Rob has, right? And and with Al, you kind of know what you're going to get at this point, and he's extremely serviceable to this team and can help them win a championship. And Robert Williams, again, you couldn't rely on that availability factor and at the end of the day that's the biggest ability or whatever that saying is best ability <laughs> is availability yeah. you think so, you can get back on track Josue? what's up you think you can get back on track i think he can but it's just a, it's another unfortunate setback i mean uh he's i wouldn't say he's approaching 30 but it's a, it's around the corner now right this isn't uh like a few years he's ago 26 
Right. But I mean, by the time it happens ran- fast, boys, it happens fast. One second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Jimmy. Like he ran back up. I know. I know. Bobby's looking, I know Bobby's looking at twenty six. Like, oh, that's four years. And four years go by fast, especially if he's you know to sit out for the rest of the season and rehab and do this whole thing all over again. He's got to work hard now. He's got to work hard off the court and stay right. conditioned, and and that's something and that mentally that's tough, especially right. if you just had that kind of injury. And now he's and in a different, different part of the country gonna, that, you know, maybe he doesn't have the same support system. I have no idea, but it's a great point. an ongoing narrative of his career, you know, so it's, it's it doesn't get any easier, obviously. And, and, and mentally, it's probably even worse, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So he's got uphill battle. Brutal news. I mean, the, the Blazers are in no rush, to, are going to be in no rush to get right. the guy back. They obviously are not in win mode right now. They want to make him, they want to see him make a full recovery. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully that'll be. I have no idea, like what. I, I guess they haven't really said what the time. They haven't decided what the treatment's right. going to be. Right. Several. By the way, weeks or whatever. But. Uh, the other former Celtic out there, Brogdon, not shooting well, but eighteen, seven, and eleven last night, running the show. You know, building a big lead in the fourth quarter. The Grizzlies almost fell to zero seven in this game. By the way, they need a twenty-four-two run to carve out their first win. So. Yeah. There's your former Celtic update on one on one loop. Smart, there. smart got his first win. By the grit of their teeth, late in that game, they were down ten with like four minutes to go. So, really, Rob's Rob's probably gonna miss rest of the season. You know, they're still deciding what they're gonna do here, but not good news out of Portland for him. If you were a fan of him or you want to continue seeing him do well out there, and obviously, we do wish him the best out there. He was. Exciting Celtic, a lot of potential, as Jimmy said, but this was often the result right around the corner from his yep. big successes. Um, final thoughts, guys, on the game tonight. Bad GM of the year today. today. Yeah. Right. Uh, final thoughts, man. Time to, time to bounce back in Philly. Uh, send a message. Let them know which team is the best in the, in the division, as if they don't know already. But I, this is the first time they're going to see this uh, new look with the – Role players involved, old friend Marcus Morris, who uh, I'm sure he's going off right now. He's having an Anthony Edwards run of his own. And you know what? I want to see how he does against that backcourt because it's, it's an ongoing issue for him against the Celtics. And I don't think it's going to get much easier when you got Derek White and Drew Holiday now to deal with from Boston. So I'm expecting, I'm hoping with 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 what this team has shown us already, even though this this, this one was a loss, I would expect a bounce back win in a in a big way. Maybe not a blowout win, but I. I would love to see them win comfortably, honestly. And, um, yeah, especially, again, with these new new players that, that are going to be cleared to play f- since the trade happened. I'm sure Marcus Morris is thrilled to represent his Philadelphia, you know, born and raised uh, native, Philadelphia native. So I, I'm sure he's going to add, a, you know, uh, another uh, another threat, I feel like, you know, in sense of just trash talking, trying to get in people's heads. He's going to be that guy. It's just that's kind of who he is, right? So I'm, I'm excited to see that. And, and obviously, Celtics Sixers, to quote Joel B, it's not really a, a, a rivalry, but in the old sense, the MB is going to be something to watch. I love seeing it. Yeah, for sure. And it's not preseason this time. So. And that'll be interesting. Do they start yeah. Horford against him? Put him on him? White, you have to think, will be back, Jimmy. But that'll be an interesting thing to watch going into that game because MB could really give Porzingis some issues. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's what MB does. I mean, it's it's a tough back to back. Tough back to back, you know, matchups for Porzingis. I feel like John just created the TV and B gives everyone issues. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, no, I'm just talking about. No, I know what you mean. To see him, see him against that kind of guy. Yeah. 
But yeah. Porzingis is a big boy. Porzingis is a, a guy who can score from all over the court, and he has to he has to be aggressive. He has to give him beat issues. It's a great point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. He has to give him beat issues and make things difficult for him. We got a quote from Tatum that we'll read read to you guys before we sign off here. This is from this is transcribed from Ahmed. So it says Jason Tatum laughed when asked what went wrong in crunch time in the Celtics' first loss of the season. Quote, haha, yeah, just had way too many turnovers. I got to do better. We all got to do better. That was from uh, a tweet from Jared White. He, he, he said, ha ha. He, he said, ha ha. Everyone's having a good time. We got the loss. Ha ha ha. Uh, no, listen. I mean, I guess my, my, my parting thought would be um, don't, don't fall back into the habit of losing games like, like you did last year with the bad turnovers and the lack of execution and the no timeouts and the, 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 all the stuff that we can just re- rewind from last year. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. But this is like that little PTSD that I get when I see something that reminds me of something that's haunted my dreams for a bit. So I don't love to see this loss. I, I There are things about it that I'm okay with. I liked the Jalen Brown look at the end of the game. It just rimmed out. Um, I liked the fight from the guys uh, to bring it into overtime, right? Um, but at the end of the day, lack of execution down the stretch stretch and turnovers doom them, and you could – you could say that that was their downfall last year too. So um, just fix it before Wednesday. How about that? Definitely. And the Porzingis yeah, one's a big done. one. You had involved them late and you couldn't find a way to. And when they did, he got the free throw. So you got to fix that, especially if they do go down to the wire with the Philly team. Another tough environment, a team that's playing well, that's excited about where they're at right now, given how the season started. No more hard distraction. As Joe Sway said, you got all those veterans coming in from LA who are motivated, mm-hmm. who could help guard Tatum potentially here. Good bench unit. Yeah. Good bench unit as well. And your bench unit continues to be a question here. We didn't talk uh, about PP. We'll have to save him for uh Wednesday night. We got him in there. I mean, you go over three or zero points. That's about all you all you're worth uh, (laughs) mentioning a minute or two. So abbreviate show tonight. I'm on the Philly. These guys will have your remote. Um, We'll all be back here Wednesday night. Bobby and Philly. Maybe we should talk to some fans. Oh, man. The Philly fans are scarier than the Knicks fans. I don't have security. I was ready to jump in when Joe Sway was in trouble. I won't have the same luxury. Bobby, you were putting the camera away. (laughs) Get out of here. All right, that's our show tonight. Nah, you're on the round, slash Boston, as well as oddsart.com uh, for a free month of them over there. Thank you to them. Thanks to Amit, as always, on production here. John will be back Wednesday, I assume. Sherrod as well. And we will talk to you then. It's been the Garden yes. Report. Celtics lose for the first time this year in Minnesota. Uh, now 4-1 and one this season. Talk to you soon. No, they're not 4-1. and one. They're better. 5-1? 5-1. 5-1. 6-1. and one. Maybe after Wednesday. Are they six and one or five and one? They're five and one. <laughs> They're five, five and one. one. Five and one. All right. That's you were joking. We're all wrong. <laughs> That's five what you're doing, boy. No, I'm just saying this is the beginning. <laughs>